truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Good morning, aviators. This is this is your captain speaking, Keelan Scorcher Cienfuegos, and today I am joined by Micah Sunset Demmer. Oh, that's nice. If you don't know already, we are talking about Top Gun Maverick. And those names, if mm. you are interested, you can look up uh what's this it's uh what's my call sign? And you too can have a your own call sign. Yeah, we'll put it in the description of the video so that you can click or tap or I guess those are the only two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So today, today we're going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick, the uh, Tom Cruise joint that uh, was supposed to come out two years ago. Um, yeah. And then got delayed. Uh, Tom Cruise was insistent that this movie be released in theaters and not streaming services. And thank goodness it was because hot dang, what a film. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Let's, uh, Michael. What do you What do you think? What? Okay. Actually, before, uh, what's your history with Top Gun? Were you excited Ooh. hearing about <clears throat> this, or was it one of those? Because a lot of these like old movies are getting rebooted, and a lot of the times it's just not that great. What, sure. what did you think? Yeah, good question. I, <clears throat> I think that there are two movies in the '80s that really just scream, "Wow!" They picked the best score. And I'm talking. I'm not talking like the the stuff that was written by composers. I'm talking about like the songs they chose to put in the movie. And those two movies are Top Gun and Rocky Four. Mm. Um, and so my brother and I and his friend Jason always had a heated debate. And my brother and I always thought that that uh, Rocky Four had a better soundtrack than Top Gun. And mm. Jason was always like, "No way, dude! Top Gun's the best '80s soundtrack." That there is. And so there's always been that kind of heated debate. So I've always thought of that. So Top Gun has always kind of lived in my mind as like one of the greatest soundtracks of 80s movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I don't think I've seen it in probably 10 years. <laughs> it's been a while. I think I only saw it once or twice. Um, but it's a good movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like the best movie in the world but it's it's very iconic and um you know tom cruise was like in his like our age when he did it um and so that's pretty cool um but yeah it came out like 36 years ago um so i was not alive nor were you and so we didn't we weren't one of the i guess what i'm saying is it's not nostalgic for me the first mm-hmm. top gun's not nostalgic for me um it's not something that i necessarily you know, grew up on and was like a huge, huge fan of. Um, so that's kind of where I was at. So I, my expectations going into Top Gun Maverick were like, okay, cool. Another, it was basically like, oh, another Mission Impossible movie pretty much mm-hmm. because Tom Cruise cranks one of those out every couple of years. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of figured, oh, it'll be kind of one of those, you know, a good movie, um, worth, worth watching it in theater. Cause they usually have big spectacle. And of course, you know, Tom Cruise is going to do all of his own stunts in it and everything. So that's always good to watch, but, uh, that's kind of what I expected, um, with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, I obviously saw Top Gun when I was younger. Cause, um, about that age when, you know, our dad was like showing us movies that he liked and stuff. And it was on TV fairly often. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't, I wasn't in love with it. I, I, last time I saw it probably was when I was a kid. So, um, but yeah, the soundtrack is great. And even the, even the score, the main theme is, um, just one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most iconic, uh, themes for a movie. Um, and yeah, I was, I was talking to my cousin, uh, the other day, um, and asking if he had seen Top Gun Maverick and, he was in the same boat. He's like, yeah, it's a, the first one's fine, but I'm not really crazy about it. But he he told me an interesting fact um, that the original Top Gun was the first VHS to be released at an affordable price because they put commercials at the beginning. Um, <laughs> at the time, I believe um, wow, uh, uh, VHS was like 80 or 90 bucks. Wow. Um, and this one released at like 20 Um and so basically everyone had Top Gun because it was a movie that you could own for an affordable price. That's um, so cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just a, a cool <laughs> little factoid. Um, and then I, when I saw the trailer for the first time, um, I was like, this looks like a really good movie. It looks like a really good trailer, but it's Top Gun. So it, like that kind of like leveled out my expectations. Um, and yeah, I remember when the the press screening went out and all the reviews were coming back saying like it was it was really good i decided to go to a i got a little notification on my regal app that i could go to a fan screening a couple days early and so i went to that and that was a huge experience it was it was awesome how did you get how did you get involved with that uh it just popped up on my regal app dang yeah so it was the tuesday it, before it came it's out it's probably like a regal unlimited yeah they mm-hmm. put your put your name in a hat kind of a thing for Regal Unlimited stuff, you think? I don't know, because it wasn't like I was chosen. I still had to buy a ticket and everything. It was sure, just like, hey, right. if you want. Um, if you want to come see it early. That's yeah. super cool. But it, it, that's what I did with the Batman, too. Um, and But this one, it, they gave me a little pin and a, a little poster. Um, oh, cool. Which is cool. <laughs> but yeah, and the, the theater experience was uh, almost on par with uh, uh, No Way Home. I would say it was mm. a really lively, audience. really, yeah, and a lot of a lot of older people that grew up watching the first one. That's um, the best, and uh, and I will say I went to see it last night, like too. hooping and hollering. Yeah, dude, uh-huh. that's awesome. I went to see it last night, and same thing. Wow. The week after it released, people were at. It wasn't as lively during the movie, but when it ended, people were standing up, clapping, cheering. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. And I went to the premiere of, of Doctor Strange. None of that. Yeah. I don't think there was <laughs> clapping at the end or anything. Right. Um, so it's just, it was an unexpected, just awesome time. Um, yeah, the, my theater experiences was different. I would definitely, there definitely wasn't any cheering or clapping or anything. Um, okay. It was, but it, we saw it at like 9 20, 9 30. Mm-hmm. So all of the, you know, quote unquote, older people probably have gone to bed by that point or aren't going to start a movie at that time. And so I, there was mostly like a bunch of high schoolers who weren't even really watching the movie. They were just kind of flirting the whole time, um, which was pretty stupid. (laughs) They're in our row too. But anyway, I didn't, that only kind of caught my attention once or twice because the movie was so like edge of your seat kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, nothing crazy like that. But that would have been, that would have been super cool um, to have that kind of be part of it. And now that you mention it, um, I saw it yesterday with, with Tyler and, and right in front of us was a row of, of teenagers, um, all on their phones, 
talking and um there's this uh kind of meme revolving around this movie uh, that i've seen on tiktok a lot it's like the the boyfriends having a hard time convincing their girlfriends to come see top gun and then they show that one scene of all the guys <laughs> playing football on the, on the beach sure and when that scene popped up the girls lit up took their phones out they're recording and and sending it was just uh, kind of lame and then they left That's before so it ended what yeah i mean it was only like like two <clears throat> minutes before it ended but there's the movie was still going and they all turned to each other and they're like yeah it's basically over let's go and they just stood up and left there's like 10 of them it's dumb kids these days i know <laughs> they don't appreciate art I mean, you and I are technically millennials, right? I, it's, I've tried looking it up. It's kind of, we're like in betweeners. I think the millennials is like, I think that the very last year that you could be born as a millennial is like ninety seven, which is you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't yeah. Anyway, I don't. It's just different, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're the bridge, Keelan. You're the bridge between <laughs> millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> um yo man well yeah so what did, i guess what did you think after after leaving the theater yeah we could also kind of answer would we recommend it um too yeah. i think um this is one of those movies that has i've said this before for different things but this is one of those movies or pieces of entertainment that has no business being as good as it is <laughs> um it really was like oh yeah cool we watch a top gun sequel tom cruise see if he still got it you know that was kind of basically all i think most people were thinking um but it's like very patriotic it's very there's absolutely no politics in the movie it, you know which was very refreshing these days mm-hmm. and was just very i don't know it did what it did really really well um and yeah it just it portrayed um the men and women in the armed forces like super super badass which <laughs> they are um yeah. and so it really just kind of made me um my my in-laws are both veterans um my father-in-law in particular is a flight instructor actually for the FAA oh, wow. right now so he flew black hawks and all kinds of crazy stuff um and so I, I, I just wish that he was sitting next to me because he probably would have just been like, oh, that's an F-18, oh, that's an F-14, like just naming yeah. it all off and being the most obnoxious theater person in the world. But that would have been <laughs> freaking awesome to have him there with us. Um, so yeah, I just think, honestly, this is one of those movies that's like, I would recommend everyone see it. Like I don't, there isn't a single age group I would say don't see it. I, except for maybe if you're a teenager and you just want to talk the whole time, see something else. Cause this movie is, uh, is very, very good. Um, so I, I was kind of through the roof, um, after this, um, coming out of the theater, just going kind of just with my mouth open going, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty much a hundred percent, uh, practical effects. Um, and so pretty crazy. I, I think even like the, when they crash a couple of the planes, um, during like some training stuff, I think mm-hmm. that's all real too. Um, which is, which is crazy. So I, yeah, just the, the realistic part of it, the lack of politics, the good plot the great characters, the good music. I mean, shoot, this was like, a this was like one of those movies that is going to be this good every time you watch it. It's not going to be worse the next time you see it. And it's one of those movies that you're going to have on your shelf. If you're, if you still do that. 
and it's going to be there for 40 years and you're going to go back to it every couple of years and go, man, that's a great movie. It's one of those. It really is. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those timeless classics, I think already. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I can't say enough good things about this. I, I visited Salem last week and I was, um, trying to convince people to go see it. And, um, we almost did at one point, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing where it's like, you want to go see the new top gun. It's really good. And they're like, you know what we were thinking before we went and saw it um, yeah but yeah i definitely think everyone should should see this um if you're the kind of person that waits to see what micah and keelan say about a movie before you go see it we're <laughs> saying go see it today yeah yeah pause <laughs> yeah. this and then go watch it yep um i don't know if there's many people out there like that maybe one <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh should we just get into it i mean might as well, man. All right. So, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. This this takes place uh, present day, um, and well, I guess two years ago. Um, stars Tom Cruise. It was directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Um, so yeah, starring Tom Cruise, um, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, um, Glenn Powell. Those are all like the big ones, I guess. Val um, Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer, isn't it? Um, which I didn't know. I was wondering. I always thought he was dead. Cause I know. I looked acting. it up afterward. I was like, "Is he dead?" Yeah, but uh, he's he's uh, struggled with uh, throat cancer and he he can't talk anymore. Um, Just like in the so, movie. Yeah. So it's really cool that they they're able to bring him back um, for this. Um, yeah. So awesome. That was the other thing that was so cool about watching this with older people is when he showed up, it was like gasping, like. Like the, the, wow. the older ladies were like, "Oh, it's him!" Like I can't believe, you know. <gasps> yeah. And and even when, uh, like the first time Goose was brought up, or the first time they were like when the the other pilots were finding out that uh, Rooster was Goose's son, um, the people were like, "Goose!" Like it, it's just like a huge thing. For wow, them. that's it was really so cool. cool. That's um, awesome. But yeah, it. Let's see. Um. Yeah, it uh, starts off with Tom, or let's uh, Maverick, uh, Tom Cruise's character. Um, he has to test this this new like experimental, uh, uh, I don't know, supersonic um, stealth thing, spaceship type looking thing. Um, and the the day is the Mach Nine test, so they have to bring it up to Mach Nine. Never done before. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, but the plan is thwarted a little bit when, uh, Ed Harris's character, I forget his name, comes to shut it down, um, prematurely, um, because they were supposed to get up to Mach 10 in a few months from that day, but they were going to shut it down. And so Tom Cruise being the, the, the maverick that he is, um, goes up early, um, before Ed Harris's character gets there. And this is a cool scene cause it, it's a really cool shot of the, the plane taking off right above Ed Harris's character. And the, the, the force of the plane takes the roof off of a, of, off of this little building, which was not planned at all. It was one <laughs> shot and they're like, well, we, we can't really film this again. Yeah. I saw that set. too. They literally broke everything. And they're like, well, guess that's the one we're using. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's really cool. Props to Ed Harris for not freaking out like crazy. Yeah. You can see, like, he probably peed himself. Yeah, yeah. He's standing firm, but there's a little bit where, you, like, you can see him get pushed back by the, by the force of the plane. Um, 
but yeah, they go up, and th- this is like really beautiful shots of him, like way above the clouds. Really wide shots of of the trail, like the the fire trail from behind him as he goes, and he's curving. It's really cool. Um, and he points his he points it towards the sun, and that's the first time I think he says this a couple times, but he's like, "Talk to me, goose," um, which is really cool. And then they bring it up to Mach ten. Do you want to know how fast Mach ten is? Yeah. Do you want to guess first? Um. I'm so out of touch with how fast, uh, uh, 2,000 miles an hour. 7,672 miles per hour. Holy smoke. (laughs) That's insane. That is crazy. Um, Mach 10 is 10 times the speed of sound. Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that, that, uh, just to interject here, that, um, hypersonic jets called Dark Star, um, that's so cool. It's it's real. Uh, it's supposed to resemble an experimental SR seventy two type jet, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that's a real thing. Dark Star, I think, is a real, which is crazy. Seven thousand miles an hour. Sheesh. That's insane. That's nutty. Um, and he was like, "Let's keep going." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes it to Mach ten, and then there's that beat where. Um, there's like silence and, uh, oh, what's, what's his, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? His, his like best bud. That's gonna Hondo. Hondo. Yes. Yeah. Hondo's like, don't do it. And then it cuts (laughs) back to Maverick. He's like, just a little more. And he, he points the nose down just a bit so that he can gain a little bit more speed and it starts climbing (laughs) 10.1, 10.2. And then. It explodes and at ten point four, I think. Yeah, I. This is the only. This is the only part that I wasn't a huge fan of. He ejects. I don't know. That would kill you. I, I'm pretty sure, if you're going Mach ten and you eject. But anyway, probably um, not it, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he he lands and then walks into a diner. And he's like, where am I? And this little kid looks up at him because he's all singed and he has like a space suit on. And this, the kid's like, Earth. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, so funny. Um, and then uh, news arrives that he's been called back to Top Gun. There's a new mission and they need the best pilot around. And so they get Maverick and he goes back to North Island, which is where the school is. Um and then we have the the introduction of all the new pilots um, in this this really cool uh, scene at the bar where each one kind of comes in at one after the other. Um, and you can sense there's some rivalry rivalry between some of them, um, and they all have their own call signs. There's you know Phoenix, Rooster, Hangman, uh, Payback. Those are all the really cool ones. They're so um, cool. Fanboy. Bob. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like. They're introducing each other, and then they're like, oh, Bob, when did you get here? He's like, I've, I've been here the whole time, or something like that. <laughs> He's just like this nerdy guy that's a good character. I think, I think my father-in-law's call sign was Toad. Toad? I think if I remember right, yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Um, yeah, and so they're all, um, they know that they're here for the, the mission, and they're like, we're all the best pilots ever on earth who who are they going to get to train us and then yeah cuts to maverick um 
And yeah, and so the the mission is they have to. There's a uh, nondescript uh, enemy that is uh, have, building a, a uranium uh, bunker or something to mm-hmm. nuke people, and it would violate NATO. And that's all you really know about the enemy. Um, yep. And that's enough. That's they're the enemy. You gotta kill. Yep. Them. And really, um, I think they did that so that they could try to push this overseas um, mm-hmm. and release it there. Um, but one thing that I appreciated was, I guess there was some controversy with the patches on his mm-hmm. jacket um, and that, um, I think, was his name? Xi Jinping um, from China didn't want that. And so they initially had taken those patches off, but then they were like, you know what? We're going to leave them on. And so I appreciate that sort of patriotic, like, this movie's made for the people who saw the original Top Gun in 86. And so they just kind of stuck with their guns on that. I thought that was pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Kind of the same as, um, Sony with the, did you know about this Sony with their, um, statue of Liberty fight at the end of no way home. Mm. They, Xi Jinping wanted them to cut that down because of so much shot of the statue of Liberty. Really? Yep. And they said no. <laughs> so they they literally, it's not released in China um, and hasn't. And that's like wow. the biggest market in the world. And so it's like, yeah. wow. It's kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, kind of refreshing to the movies that are made here in America are like, you know what, that's what it's about first. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, I kind of appreciate that a little bit. That's not just 100% a money grab, but it's like an actual, you know, they're just trying to make a work of art. And so I, I appreciate that about yeah about this too yeah um and so uh the mission is to go over there they have to fly through this canyon at extremely low um altitudes like a hundred under 300 feet um and the through all the training um there's this thing called the hard deck um which is five thousand feet and they're not supposed to go below the hard deck because it's dangerous because it's so close to the to the ground. Yep. Um, and this mission requires them to be 100 to 200 feet above the ground max. That's crazy. Um, and so already the stakes are like, okay, this is this is way more than any of them have have done in training. Um, and they talk a lot about how um, Maverick is the only person in 40 years who have taken down three. Uh, three fighter pilots, like enemy fighter pilots. Um, and Hangman is the only one, only other one who's done it, and he's taken out one. And so, like, their combat experience, like, isn't crazy. They, they've they done, like, routine bombings, I'm sure, and stuff, and lots of training. And they've graduated. So they're talented pilots. They graduate at the top of their class or anything, but they haven't seen actual combat often. And this, this, uh, this mission is going to see them facing off against a, a large force. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they go through, through training. The first training is dog fighting, um, which is just a really fun scene. Um, and no one, they've heard of Maverick, but no one really like believes he's that great. He's an old man. They keep calling him. Um, and it's just, it's like a, a five or six minute scene of him just taking him out one after the other. And, um, some really incredible aerial sequences and yeah. yeah. Wow. There's this there's this part where, because um, him him and Rooster so so a little bit of backstory, um, uh, Maverick and Rooster's dad Goose flew together um, in the original Top Gun, and they're playing 
um, is going down and they have to eject and there's like a malfunction. And so when, when Goose ejects, he hits the top of the, the cockpit and uh, like snaps his neck and dies instantly, basically. Um, and so there's some tension between Maverick and Rooster. Um, and that partially plays into it is the death of Rooster's dad. Um, there's some other things that we'll get into later, but um, there's a scene in the training sequence where Maverick goes upside down right above Rooster and they're looking at each other through the, the tops of their planes and um, they, they get into this like corkscrew nosedive and they're just like spinning around each other headed straight to the ground. Um, it's really intense um, and they get, they get down to like 400 feet, I think, um, before Maverick pulls up first and then, and then Rooster does. Um, crazy it's just it's super intense and there was a there was an interview with with miles teller who plays rooster um and i i assume they're talking about this one but he said that there was a scene that they were filming because because all of this is practical um all the all the fighter pilot or fighter jets being flown are are being flown by naval um aviators but everyone's in the cockpit too um and they they develop special imax cameras to fit inside and so I think a lot of Tom Cruise's crazy stuff was actually him flying too. They the thing that I was reading is that he wasn't allowed. The oh Navy really? Denied him permission to fly the F eighteen fighter jet. Um, doesn't say anything about the F fourteen though. Spoilers. <laughs> the <laughs> but, uh, I just think it's so cool that the there's actual they actually like did this with the real Top Gun like the real pilots of Top Gun that is so stinking cool to me. Yeah, and all the actors had to go through, um, it was like three months, three or four months of, of training for this um, to withstand the Gs that they were pulling, and they did like underwater stuff too. And you, you can see that when they're they're pulling up or they're doing these crazy maneuvers, you can see it on their face. Their skin is like being like pushed back against them because they're actually like in the planes doing this stuff. It's really cool. So um, awesome. Yeah, there, there's an interview with, with Miles Teller, um, where he like legit that kind of went too far, which I think it was that scene because he said that they were flying straight towards the ground and he legit for a second was like, I, this is, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> this is just got to be terrifying to do. And there's, there's another scene too, where he, he does like a, a loop or a, a, a twist. Um, and he came out of his seat and hit his head a little bit on the, <laughs> yeah. on the cockpit. And he's like, that was real. Like I, yeah. Most of the times I didn't like lift off the seat, but that's that time I did. And that's the, the shot they used, um, which is cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. Just, and so, uh, so, so that scene that you're talking about, about <clears throat> with um, Maverick kind of teaching them and doing the dog fighting thing, they all kind of, when they found out that he was going to teach them, they all were kind of like, Oh, I don't really want this crazy old guy to teach us. You know, he's washed out and old, just kind of like mm -hmm. what everyone else thinks of him. Um, and they find very quickly that like, oh no, he's actually way better than we are at this. Um, and so that whole sequence of like the flip of them, like he gains their respect in like a day because they're yeah. like, oh wow, he really is way better than we are. Um, and yeah, I love that, that part for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. One of the other parts, I don't know if you want to jump to this, but I'm going to. Um, one yep. of the other is when um, somebody dies. Who dies? 
Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah, Iceman um, dies in the movie, um, like just of, spoiler alert, <laughs> just of cancer and stuff. Um, and so they're all at his funeral, and then they get orders, or maybe they had gotten orders right before that, that the mission had to be moved up, so they had less time for training. Um, and mm-hmm. so Ed Harris, or John Hamm's character, is like, hey, to Maverick, hey, you're out. I'm going to do the rest of this. Um because it because basically what he's saying is like what you've done basically has proven that it can't be done. Um, and they had kind of ousted Maverick. They're like, no, your your job because he's like, you know, okay, yeah, this is possible, but the only thing that that you'd have to worry about is the other three pilots because it's a four plane operation. They're like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. you're not flying. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So they basically are like, no, you're just the instructor. You're not going to be flying the mission um, because you're old. And you can't do it. And basically, and so, you know, at that point, John Hamm's character is like, Hey, like you're, you're out. I'm going to teach the rest of it. Um, basically all you've proven is that this is, this can't be done. Mm-hmm. And so then it's the next scene and it's like, uh, um, they're teaching, he's teaching all of them. He's like, okay, now our, our windows no longer two minutes and 30 seconds. Our windows now four minutes. Um, and our, our flight, uh, altitude can be up, up to 500 feet essentially. And they're like, wait, well, but won't we get shot down and won't we do this and won't we do that? And he's like, he basically kind of brushes it off and is like, you know what? This is the only way that it's possible. And he's basically like putting them in harm's way because he believes it can't be done. And then there's yeah. like this ping on the radar or whatever, or on the, yeah, whatever it is. And it's like, like, what is that? And it's like, it's Maverick and he's going to do the run. And so he does the run to prove that it can be done. And he's like, set the timer to two minutes, 15 seconds. Yep. And they're like, wait, what? That's yeah. impossible. <laughs> and he freaking does it. Um, mm-hmm. And that, I think, was my favorite scene in the entire movie. Because Tom Cruise's acting in that, in that cockpit is unbelievable. It is yeah. so good. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Like, it is unbelievable so he basically proves no no it can be done and i am the guy to teach these people so he again steals a multi-million dollar plane and proves Mm -hmm. that he's the best pilot in the world (laughs) so i i loved that scene and he does it by himself the 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 way the mission is supposed to go is there's a there's one plane and then a, a, a a two pilot plane behind that plane and the one behind lasers the target so that the one in front can can hit it with its missile um so it's a two-man operate well four man because it has to you have to hit it twice and he does it by himself he doesn't need a, a plane behind him yeah so it. it's essentially like the first group of planes lasers the target the second group of planes or so yeah lasers and then they shoot and then the second one to like destroy like the shield i guess it was and then the second one does the same he does it yeah by himself lasers it and then on his way up shoots it behind him oh unbelievable and he's like yeah. bullseye and everyone's like no way <laughs> yeah. oh man that's uh, so oh, so awesome how was that the second watch was it just as good like i thought it was better i i had more fun watching it the second time <laughs> that's so awesome oh yeah. there's so many good moments where it's just unbelievable yeah, yeah. wow and so once he does that once he proves that he, that it can be done John Hamm's character is like, I can either have you dishonorably discharged or I can risk my career and appoint you team leader. And so now Maverick is actually going to be on the mission, um, which is which is cool, um, which is, you know, it was inevitable that he would end up 
right um there but the way that he gets there is just really cool um and i like that that he chose um the other pilots based on how they worked as a team mm-hmm. and kind of knew even though none of them had done any of it successfully in training he kind of knew like okay well but they're good team members and and they can rise to the to the challenge and basically they did um and so oh just so so powerful in that aspect yeah not choosing hangman and choosing uh (laughs) rooster over that was super cool yeah um and there there was a during uh when the group was training to do this mission and they all failed um there's this one really intense moment where um i think it's coyote is that's another one um he's flying in front and then it's it's uh payback uh, right coyote and payback go together or no no, it's payback and and uh, uh, fanboy. I, oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, oh, the nicknames are so cool. The call yeah. signs. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Coyotes in the single fighter, and then it's uh, Bob and Phoenix um, behind them in the in the two two pilot one, um, and then Maverick throws a wrench in it, and he joins in as a as an enemy. He's like, if this happens, like you need to. What are you gonna do? Don't yeah. think. Just what are you gonna do? Um, yep. And so. They try to rush forward Coyote. They have to do a really steep incline. And Coyote, uh, they call it G-lock, um, where you get unconscious. When you, Yeah, you fall unconscious um, because of the Gs. The blood doesn't get to your brain. Um, and so he's just in free fall. You think he's going to die. It's like gets really intense because up till now, it was kind of like all the training was kind of like fun and had a like more of a lighter tone to it. And then, yeah, boom. like they, if they fail, they, they do 200 push ups and everyone yeah. kind of hoops and haws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he's hurtling towards the ground. Maverick pulls a great move where he goes and he locks his missile onto, onto Coyote so that Coyote's plane inside starts alerting that you're, you have a missile lock on you wakes him up and he's able to pull out. And so you're like, Oh, thank goodness. It's over. He, he lived. And so they all level out and they're like, all right, that's enough. That was too close. And then there's birds in the air and it goes through one of the engines of, of Bob and, um, uh, and Phoenix's plane. And so now they're in trouble. They're climbing. They're trying to fix that. Everything's going wrong. And this is where I think the music is really, really awesome in this. Yeah. Um, the score, um, and like it, it just really, and they start hurtling towards the ground, spinning out of control. And the way it's set up is like, oh, thank goodness Coyote lived. Nothing bad's going to happen. And now since Bob and Phoenix are in danger and they're hurtling, you like, it's almost like a given that they're going to die. Like that's just how stories kind of work, I guess. Um, and they're able to to eject at the last minute. But like the way it happens is the plane crashes and it kind of like fades out. And then you don't know if they survived or not. And then you, you find out that they did. Um, yeah. Which is good. But like, like I was so tense during that. Yeah. Um, it was really well done. Um, you mentioned the music. Um, this is Hans Zimmer here. And I was just thinking, just to think, to throw something completely different into this, that it's not even a part of this movie. But what do you think, who do you think is like the greatest composer for, for movies of all time? Maybe like, maybe like John Williams. Um, it depends, I guess. Like, I don't think John Williams would have would be a good fit for movies like this. Sure. Um, I would say if you're talking like NBA basketball, mm-hmm. John Williams is Michael Jordan, 
and Hans Zimmer's LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's that new guy who's still going at uh-huh. sort of the tail end of his career. That's like, is he as good as all the other greats? It's like, well, he's definitely in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I essentially like what they did with the uh, with the music in this is just did like a lot of the same music as the 1986 um, Top Gun and just like sent it through the Hans Zimmer machine. Sent it through the Hans Zimmer, um, uh, I guess, filter. Um, and it just, it comes out great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed the music in this a lot. Um, there's a lot of those... Um, poignant moments like you were talking about where there's moments where you don't know what's going to happen. And those are the moments when it's like, oh, wow. Um, Hans Zimmer really came through with a lot of that. I mean, like he always does, you know, he's basically yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I loved the music of this. Um, I will say too, um, kind of taking a break from the score or from the plot a little bit. Um, Joe Kaczynski, Joseph Kaczynski, who directed it, um, also directed, Tron Legacy back in 2010. Ooh, yeah. Great um, movie. So the one that uh, Daft Punk does the music for. Um, mm-hmm. And he also directed Oblivion with Tom Cruise. So he'd worked with Tom Cruise already. And he did Only the Brave, which has Josh Brolin and Miles Teller as well. Okay. And so he'd already worked with um, Miles Teller and and um, Tom Cruise already. So I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, and something else I would say is especially with like Tron Legacy and Oblivion, those are like 95 to 99% CGI. And so the mm-hmm. fact that he went 100% practical with a lot of this Top Gun stuff, I mean, Tom Cruise isn't going to let him go any other way. But mm-hmm. the fact that he did that and did so well at it, I thought was was really, really cool. Um, and so yeah. it's it's kind of rivals... I mean, if you're a listener of the show, you know how much I love Christopher Nolan and his movies. <laughs> um, I think I love him even more than a lot of the other... <laughs> reviewers on here, but, um, I just appreciate, um, practical effects like that nowadays. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate graphics and stuff too. Like I think my most anticipated movie of the year is avatar, the water one, the second one. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. And I know that's like a hundred percent CGI, but when it, when a movie is this cool and this like jaw dropping in this edge of your seat, um, but it's like practical, like 95% practical effects or more hundred yeah. percent. Like it's just, it's just so cool to me. Um, that was kind of, it was kind of similar, um, in Ford versus Ferrari. Um, have you seen that one, Keelan? I haven't. That I one's like, that one's like 95 to 99% practical too. I'm pretty sure the CGI is like the people in the stands, <laughs> like during the races, but uh-huh. the cars and everything are hundred percent real. Um, and so I just really appreciate how cool all the shots are. Um, something that Joe, Joe Kaczynski said in an interview was like, they would go up with the cameras and the pilots and I wouldn't know what kind of shots they got or what happened until an hour or two hours later. And then we'd look at all the footage and figure out mm-hmm. what we needed to do next. So it's just like <laughs> completely different. Um, and that's kind of what Miles Tyler had said too. He was just like, this was such a different experience because you just never knew there was no feedback from anyone because it's, I mean, obviously you can't have the director in the cockpit with you. So, (laughs) um, yeah, just so cool how it, to me, it just seems like Tom Cruise is the glue that held the whole thing together. And I am not a big Tom Cruise fan. Wasn't Mm -hmm. a big Tom Cruise fan. I'm really coming around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really am. Cause it's like the, the man just kind of defies time and, does so, but he's also like aging gracefully at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still all just does all his best 
his own stunts and all that stuff. Like the barrel rolls in Mission Impossible Fallout when he's like barrel rolling through the canyon in, in a helicopter. That's him. That's real. <laughs> and so just stuff like that. And he's like jumping out of planes. And um, I'm pretty sure that three-month um, uh, training that you were talking about was like mm-hmm. – I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise – made it and mm-hmm. like decided what that they were all going to learn because he had done, done it all already. Um, and so just the, the fact that Tom Cruise, he was also a big proponent of, like you said, like, no, no, this is going to be a theater only release and we're going to wait until we can do it right. Um, so that's why it was delayed because they had thought, well, let's just do HBO max during COVID stuff. Like a lot of other movies did. And he said, no, we're going to do theater only. And, and that is it. And so mm-hmm. I just loved um, I just love that. It's like, he's like, like, if you think of like, who are like the movie stars, like the movie stars that are still around that were movie stars 30 years ago. What? It's like Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, just been doing what they're doing forever. Um, Yeah. You could think um, probably Meryl Streep because she's had mm-hmm. she has like forty five Oscars at this point, <laughs> um, but yeah, just just actors and actresses who have been doing it forever and just it's just so cool. So I'm now a Tom Cruise fan. That's a, kind of a long way of saying that, but I you know shoot, I'll probably watch the new Mission Impossible, which is also coming out soon, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna be great. Do you think they'll do another Top Gun? I don't know this. I, well, I saw already this is Tom Cruise's most, uh, uh, it's his biggest financial success domestically um, already. And it's wow. been a, a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so if they, but that's the thing is it's it's Tom Cruise and like what you said about how they wanted to release the movie they wanted to release and not be a cash grab. Like monetarily, yeah, of course they're going to do another Top Gun, but I don't think Tom Cruise would do another Top Gun unless he feels passionate enough about like the story and stuff. Sure. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I could see them doing one again. Um, maybe 20 could, years from now <laughs> yeah, when he, when he literally can't do it and he's like the mentor mentor, yeah. like the actual. Yeah. Yeah. And um, miles teller is the main character. I'd watch that honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like 50, 50, or a hundred percent and a hundred percent. It could go either way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> so where are we at in the plot right now? Uh they're about to go on the mission. Oh yeah. And it oh it's just it's a really cool lead up to he's at the bottom of the aircraft carrier. Um Oh man, I'm forgetting this guy's call sign. Warlock. Um so Yeah. Warlock's all the, like all the, what was yours again? Uh, scorcher scorcher yeah and mine's sunset i will i told you this but for the listeners i did do it i think three times because they only give you like two questions yeah which is and they're like yes or no questions <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah warlock uh looks at maverick and he's like you're where you're be- you're, you're where you belong and that was the whole thing of um maverick like 30 years prior shortly after the events of the original Top Gun was an instructor at the school. Um, but he only lasted like a couple months because he's not, he's not a teacher. Um, he's a doer. Um, and so he's <laughs> always like, I don't belong in the classroom. I belong. I'm a fighter pilot. That's what I am. That's who I am. 
Um, and so at the end, he gets he gets uh, put back in the game, I guess. And so he sits steps onto the the little platform where his plane is, and then it rises up to the, the top level of the aircraft carrier. And then it has one of the, one of my favorite shots, which is him from the cockpit um, taking off, and just the yeah 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 right right when the plane leaves the aircraft carrier you can see like the little jolt and it's just oh it's such a that's cool gotta shot. be yeah that's gotta be like that's not acting like that's got it must have pulled him down just like yeah that's yeah so awesome um and really quick before we get into the to the the climax of the film because the rest of the movie is just like 11 out of 10 awesome <laughs> um but the opening is so good yeah, because it's just like a remake of the original one, uh, where it says like you know in in 1960 something, um, the Naval Academy created a school for the top pilots or whatever they call it, top good fighter school or whatever. But the the pilots call it, and then it like fades out, and then yeah, the the Top Gun logo pops up, and then it shows just a bunch of like kind of B roll footage of planes taking off from aircraft carriers to. Uh, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. And yeah. It's just so good. Ba-da-ba-bum, oh. bum, bum. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so so they are off to the races to do this mission. And so they have to um, fly through a canyon below 300 feet because if they, uh, if they exceed that then the the sam's uh, surface to air missiles will lock on they're all they're spread all the way all through the canyon um and so they have to fly below that do a really steep climb they up have to do it they have to do it in two minutes and 30 seconds the whole mm-hmm. thing because there's enemy pilots around doing patrols and stuff and once they so right when they start the mission when the timer starts is when these missiles fired from a different um aircraft carrier hit the the um airport not airport what do you call it um target target where where the other planes are i guess oh oh the runway runway um and so that eliminates all those planes but there's possibility for for patrols to be already in the air and so once the missiles hit the the runway all the planes that are potentially up there will know something's up and they'll go to protect the target and so that's why they have the time limit Fly through the canyon, uh, go over uh, like a, a steep incline, invert and go back down on the other side of the incline, blast the target, and then go up an even steeper incline because it's like inside a crater. Um, and after that, it's like you cross your fingers and hope you make it home because you're going to have missiles and enemy yeah, planes. Because at that all point, over you. you know, when you're going up that steep canyon, you can't just invert and go back down again because the, the jet can't handle that. Plus, it's too the top of it's too high. So by the time you get out of that, if you do and you make it under the G force, the Sams are gonna start getting you right then. Yeah. Um, and so they uh, essentially this is this is the trench run um, in the New Hope. Like yep, hundred percent. Yep. Which they stole I don't it. Care. Me neither. It's awesome. Yep. It's I I think it's better than the trench. It's like well, but real. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the first team Maverick goes they up could, cause they couldn't use the force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maverick goes up over down, they laser the target. He hits it. Great. That's miracle. Number one, they call it. 
They need Luke, to do the second are you all right? You switched off your targeting computer. I'm all yeah. right. <laughs> Sorry, and continue. That's literally what happens because when Miles Teller <laughs> yes. and his group go over, the laser isn't working. And they're like, no, wait, we can fix it. And Miles, the whole thing about Rooster's character is um, uh, Hangman says, like, you live up to your name. You're sitting on that perch waiting for the moment that never comes. And so, like, he's always really hesitant, second-guessing sure. himself. Um, and so Maverick's... Well, the one old, thing that Maverick, Maverick told him was, like, you can't think up there. You just have to do. You have to yeah. rely on your instincts, and you have to do. You cannot think. If you take time to think, you'll die. Yeah. And so there's a moment in the mission where he's going too slow, and he's, like, he, his hand's on the throttle, but he's not going because he doesn't trust himself. And he does... This is really cheesy, but it, it, it worked for me, where throughout the movie, Maverick's like, talk to me, Goose. Um, and then during this... Um, and that's... Um, it's also said throughout the movie with the other pilots, because that's what they to the to the weapon system operator people um sitting in the back seat um they say like talk to me bob what's going on like that's it's just like normal correspondence so that's why they talk like that i guess um but then yeah in this uh rooster's like talk to me dad and then you can hear on the intercom maverick's like you just gotta do it man don't think just go just go um so he pushes it into full gear and they go and they go over laser doesn't work and then uh, Rooster's like, no, I'm going to do it blind, bullseye, and hits the target, blows up. They fly up. And now... Legend. Now it's... it's uh, Missiles going, chasing after them. The, the enemy fighter, fighter pilots are almost there. Um, and so they're working, they're at, to the best of their ability, working as a team, trying to like confuse the missile tracking, throwing their flares. Um, you know, a lot of, break right, break right, up, uh, spin, and... Uh, it's it's really cool and there's this moment it's one of the coolest maneuvers in the in the um in the movie where um Rooster's out of flares and he's got missiles on his back and uh Maverick is flying right in front of him and what he does is he, he like breaks and pulls up and he's almost like in a standstill so Rooster goes right underneath him and then Maverick throws his flares right on top of Rooster to save him so um, awesome and then, uh, unfortunately, one of the one of the missiles hits Maverick, and he goes down. And again, in the theater, everyone was like, really, really sad because that's Maverick. That's who they watched as a kid. That was their like hero. And now, um, he's uh, dead. You see his plane blow up, and um, yeah, spoiler point, alert. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was at this point that Rooster sees that everything that Maverick was doing was like to protect him or to train him and to make him make sure that he's ready. And he realizes that he was actually helping Rooster the whole time. Cause there was that tension between them. And so he's like, we have to go back. And they're like, no, we can't, can't lose another pilot. Um, and so it's sad fades out and then it fades back in and Maverick had pulled his parachute and he's alive and he gets up and then, <laughs> then like an Apache helicopter comes around the corner and chases him down with the machine gun. Um, and, and to me, had, this is kind of where the movie switched from like, uh, I don't know, like a celebration of really epic Top Gun pilots in the real world to it movie magic, essentially, yeah. which I was, I mean, it's Tom Cruise. Like it's essentially, I was fine with it, but it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a little different. Um, yeah. And they kind of have to wrap this up and I guess don't want to kill anybody. Um, and so, you know, don't want to kill any of the cast. And so I thought, 
I was just kind of like, okay, but it mm-hmm. still was like up there with the, um, what's it called? Um, the, like the intensity is up there, right. And mm-hmm. you're still like on the edge of your seat, but you're kind of like, okay, this is like movie magic now. Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, continue. Um, and so the, the helicopter has him pinned down. He circles around and you see the, the guns rotating, ready to fire. And then boom, bang, the, the helicopter blows up and Rooster comes to save the day, disobeying orders in order to save Maverick. And you're like, Oh, thank goodness. Uh, Maverick is alive. We're good to go. And then a missile hits Rooster's plane, blows up, and you think, "Oh crap, he's dead." Exactly the same thing in the in the training where you think Coyote died, but he's safe. So you're like, "Okay, you're good." And then when someone else is endangered, generally how those things go means that they're dead for sure. Um, and so there's that moment in the theater where everyone's like, "Crap, they 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 flipped our expectations, and now now Rooster's dead." Uh, but then you see him parachuting down. Um, and so Maverick runs over to him and there's, this is a really good scene where, um, uh, uh, Maverick runs over and like pushes him down. He's like, why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. He's like, I saved your life. And then Maverick's like, no, I saved your life. That was the whole point. What were you thinking? And then, and then Rooster's like, you, you told me not to think. And there's like that (laughs) pause where they're like, oh crap, you're right. Yeah. You, you did what I would have done type of thing. Um, and so now they have to figure out how to get out of there. So they run, uh, I guess the airfield that they blew up was right next to them. Um, and so they run over and luckily enough, there's one F 14 still, still intact. Um, which are the planes that they flew in the original top gun. Um, and so they run over to the, the, that plane get in and they set it all up and it's a cool little moment. Because they have to, um, there's That's a very specific school. way. Yeah, a specific way you have to start it up. Make sure all the the latches are closed, the ladders up, all this stuff. Um, and they pull out onto the taxiway because the runway's done for. It's, <laughs> it's blown to smithereens, and it's like, how are we gonna get out of there? And Maverick starts like widening, pulling the wings out, and they pull off a very. <laughs> Rooster's very, like, you can't do this. This is the taxiway. <laughs> yeah. And they pull off a very, very tight um, takeoff. And then then it's back to, to Top Gear uh, plane stuff where they're they're flying. Um, top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, what did I say? Top Gear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, this is, yeah. They bring back out a bunch of cars. And, yeah. Um, those old British guys are there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so they're up in the air. And by this time, the enemy fighter pilots show up but they're flying one of the enemy's planes and so there's a second where they think maybe they can like skate by with with them thinking that they're their friends um and when the <laughs> when the two planes realize like they're doing hand signals and, and he's like do you know what that know hand what signal saying? is like not a clue and they're just kind of <laughs> waving smile and wave yeah um and so there's two enemy planes who are in the fifth gen fighters which are like the top of the line they're more um the F-18s are the ones that the Top Gun people fly. These ones are better than the, the F-18s. The reason so, that they flew the F-18s, though, is because... Um, why was that? Why didn't they do the newer ones? Was it because um, the F-18s were capable of doing the turns through the canyon? Is that why? 
I don't. Maybe. I can't remember. They tell you in the movie, but I can't remember what they yeah. said. I don't remember either. Um, but essentially, um, they're saying like, if we get in a dogfight with those fifth gen fighters, then we're it. You know, we're screwed. Yeah, essentially. And the F 18s they're screwed. And these guys are and in these an are F-14s. <laughs> yeah, which are thirty years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's one enemy plane behind, ready to take the shot, and. Um, Maverick's like Rooster. You got it. You got to eject. Like this. This is not going to work. I'm going to fly up, eject, get out of there. And um, Rooster's like, No, we we can do this. Don't think, just do. It's about the pilot and the box, which is what Maverick was saying throughout the whole whole film. And so he breaks up. He does a hard right, lights the first guy up with his gun, takes him out, and he's like, That guy's falling down. Um, didn't explode, but he's like on fire, and the plane's headed down. And um, so the the other plane is on their tail um, shooting missiles, and he does this really cool move where the other plane isn't destroyed yet. It's going down. The missile gets launched, and he, like, flies in front of the other plane so that the missile blows up the, the other bad guy. Um, Crazy. Which is cool. And so now it's now it's one-on-one and um, cool dogfighting stuff. They're throwing their flares, um, going down into the canyon because they're out of flares um, to confuse the targeting on the other guy. Um, and they pull some special maneuvers and they end up getting behind him and they only have a certain amount of bullets and you can see it count down as he's trying each, like doing a spray each time he passes by and he's not able to do it. Um, and he has, this was very X-Wing TIE Fighter-esque because Mm -hmm. the, the enemy pilot is just in a completely black mask, like just like the fighters uh, of um, the Empire. And so Mm -hmm. it's very, very much, you could tell tons of influence from A New Hope in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which again, we're 100% fine with. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, He has 33 bullets left, which is basically just one spray um, left. And he lines it up perfectly. He gets the guy. Um, Okay, we're all good. That's they're they're and then they they get out of the area and they're over the water so everything like you can you can breathe your sigh of relief we're good and then you hear this beep 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 and oh no there's another enemy they're looking around Rooster's like I can't see him is he behind us and and then Maverick's like he's on our nose and then you look it looks forward and there's a plane just going straight for them um, and um, they're out of missiles they're out of um, uh, of bullets. They're out of flares. They have no choice but to eject. And so the guy gets on their tail. They're climbing. <laughs> and they're like, we have to eject now. Uh-oh. The ejection doesn't work. They're trying and they're trying, but it's not working. Oh, wait, no. There's a really cool... Oh, shoot. There's a really cool maneuver, which I, I think it happens before before this, where where um, they're on the guy's tail. The ba- They're on the bad guy's tail. And they fire a missile. And the guy like does like a, a drift in the air. And oh yeah! Right above like a like a corkscrew spin drift thing. And that was the um, enemy fighter that did that too. Yeah. It was kind of like whoa! This is what the new the fifth gen fighters can do. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and Rooster like looks back. He's like, "What the f was that? <laughs> like, we've <laughs> yes. never seen anything like that before." Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're they're climbing. And the that was their that was their one f word in the PG thirteen movie. Yeah, yeah, which is like the perfect place to put <laughs> yes, it. Yes, if you're gonna put one in, put it there. Yeah, um, and so this is where the sad music kicks in, and you're like, okay, they're actually gonna die this time. And then 
Um, you see the, the target lock. You see the missile pop out from underneath the enemy plane and kick into gear. And then another missile comes, bam, blows up that missile and the, the enemy pilot. And you're like, who was that? And it's Hangman. Yes. And, um, he's like, good evening, aviators. If you could like, <laughs> fasten your seatbelts, pull put, up your dish tray. Put, and Put your seats in your upright positions. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is just a classic line. Um, and his whole hangman's whole thing. The reason why he got the, the call sign hangman is because he's, um, he only cares about himself being the fastest or being, you know, and he is very fast. Yeah. Right. But he'll, he'll leave you in the dust. He'll, he'll make sure he lives before anyone else. Um, and this is him kind of redeeming himself, um, by taking out the enemy plane. Um, which is really cool. And so now he has two kills. Mm-hmm. And Maverick and, has five. <laughs> yeah, which I guess makes they say Maverick's an ace. I think right. you get five kills, you're an ace. Um, and so they're going to land. Uh, uh, Hangman lands, and then the, a great callback to the first one to to the end of the first film, where um, at the end of the first one, Maverick's like permission to do a flyby, sir, um, to the aircraft carrier, and they're like, no, you can't. Uh, something's all full or whatever. And Maverick doesn't listen. He flies right next to the control tower and shakes and shakes the whole thing. And the guy's like, I really hate that guy. Type of thing. <laughs> um, and then this one, uh, Maverick doesn't ask that, but he just does a flyby anyway. And, and John Hamm's reaction is just so like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, you know, he's like, you love him, but you hate his guts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And so they land, everyone's celebrating. Um, and this with, is- with no front landing gear. By the way, oh yeah, so that yeah, was really cool, cool to see that. how they actually would do that. They put up like like this essentially it's a giant net to catch it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, dang, that's so cool. Yeah, um, and everybody's celebrating. And the more I think about it, this is in the same way uh, Force Awakens was like kind of a retread of A New Hope. A lot of this is a retread of the original, but I think in this case, everything that it does, like it retreads, does way better in this one than it did in the original i guess um yeah and so you know they have the the scene the the reunion if you can call it that of rooster and hangman who have always had this rivalry didn't like each other at all um just like maverick and iceman um had in the first one and then they come together and they're like you did good or whatever um and yeah that's basically the end of it they, there's a little epilogue where um uh, Maverick and Rooster are working on the plane that Maverick was working on in the very beginning. Um, and then Jennifer Connelly's character comes, which we haven't talked about in the film. She's, this is interesting because it had been so long since I've seen the first one. It's put together that like the way it's portrayed in the film is like, you should know who this character is. Um, she's not in the first one at all. She's mentioned once in like a throwaway line. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's his that's his love interest throughout the the film which was good. It was a it was a fine storyline, I guess. Um but anyway, they get in a plane and fly off into the sunset. Which is Tom Cruise's real plane that he owns. That's his that, real plane. Yeah, he owns that plane. It's the coolest plane ever. Yeah. It's so cool. It's I forget what it's called. It's called like a Mustang something or other. Um But yeah, that's that's his that's his personal plane. That's awesome. Um, super super cool. Yeah, and then it and then it ends to to a, like just a fantastic Lady Gaga song that was written for this that yeah it was written now but it sounds like it would be like a, yep. a love ballad from the eighties like it's just it's so good so and awesome. then they 
they do the the thing that they it's one of my favorite like ways to do end credits where they they show little uh, like little snippets of each character and they say like this is the actor who played you know so they'll say like no, Tom Cruise as Maverick and and yeah. just to the song and it's it's really cool. Um Yeah, and then and then it ends, credits roll. This this really made me want to watch the first one again. Yeah. Um It's on Netflix. Yeah. And it made me want to watch uh, Rocky 4 again. Mm. Um and just all the really good 80 movies, <laughs> 80s movies. Yeah. I I have this I went um Yesterday, before I watched it for a second time, I downloaded this game that I have called Ace Combat 7. Um, that, coincidentally, supports VR. And so I hooked up my VR on my flight stick and I, oh, I, did, a, I did a mission as a, a fighter pilot. Was it cool? Um, it was really cool, yeah. Um, <laughs> just to get in the mood. Um, That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, what a great film. So good. You wow. You guys should all watch it. We recommend you see it for sure. It's um, very good. It very, is very, very good. Hands down, my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, I watched over the weekend, which I think we might do an episode um, trying to get Sam Sam um, work out of time to do this with Sam. But I watched uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once this past weekend. And I also watched um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is the new Nick Cage movie. Um, which I was more excited to watch those than I was to watch Top Gun, but Top Gun is just, holy cow, man. This movie really <laughs> blew me away. I cannot stop thinking about it. So good. Um, Dang. Do you want to rate it? Do we have anything else we want to talk I, about before I we think we're it? I think we're at that point here. Um, I've got some things. So it has an 8.7 on IMDb, which is pretty dang high for IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a tomato meter of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 99% audience score. Um, wow. so the, the people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, do, I'll, I'll go first if you want. Um, yeah. I'm with them, man. I, for me, the only point where it kind of dipped below, like one of the best movies I've ever seen was when mm-hmm. it changed to. Um, kind of the movie magic scene uh, where mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is on the ground and he's getting attacked by a helicopter. I was kind of like, okay, this kind of pulled, it kind of brought me back to, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just watching a movie. Um, but it, it is a movie. I mean, so I, I still really loved that, but I think that brought it down um, a little bit for me. Um, but again, <laughs> I'm still going to rate it like a 96. I, <laughs> I freaking loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Um, this is one of those movies that's, it's really good, and um, you could recommend it to literally anyone, from your grandmother to your seven-year-old cousin to your pastor, anyone. Uh, you should all watch it. Um, I think it's just, um, it's incredible, and uh, it's one of those movies that's going to live uh, live on for years and years and years, and people are going to watch it and just kind of celebrate um, what these pilots actually do in real life. And so mm-hmm. um, just kind of celebrate military in America and stuff like that. Um, and so we haven't had a movie like that in a while. Um, and uh, it's just one of those movies that has that unmentionable, it's like that unmentionable thing where you just know, like it's going to be this good every time I watch it and we're going to watch it for the next 40 years. Um, mm-hmm. And so it has that. And uh, one a movie like that comes out once every three or four years, I think. Um, and this is that. 
So yeah, um, definitely see this, but uh, 96 for me. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm right up there with you. Um, I, I think I would go, I'm going to go to like 98. I think, um, I, yeah, just blown away by this, this film. Um, there's so many times where not only did I think the action was really good, um, but like emotionally, like it, it just hit really hard. Um, every time you thought someone was going to die and the music kicked in and, and then like when things go right, you're like, Oh, thank goodness type of thing. Um, and it's kind of refreshing that it worked like, like the mission was a success and like to like every, every, you know, everyone made it and stuff. And like, and it, Usually I would say, ah, oh, of course, because it's a movie, everyone's going to survive. But I was so invested in the characters and stuff. I was like, thank goodness, because I yeah. don't want any of these people to <laughs> yes. die. Um, and yeah, it, just, it was to the point at the end where they could have, when it looked like Maverick died, it looked like he could have actually died. We're like, oh, wow. Like, this is where this movie's going. Okay. And yeah. so yeah, we had kind of accepted it. So it's not like one of those words like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. It was like, it could easily happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, everything, especially just how it was all practical and stuff, really like sells it um, and and makes every every little maneuver and and action sequence just seem that much more cool because there are people actually doing that. Um, and yeah, it was just it's so cool. It's like a, it, yeah, it's a cool film. And I I haven't updated my list yet, but I am almost a hundred. I am a hundred percent certain that this will fall in my top five. Dang, of all time that I is think. awesome. Um, and a lot of that might have been because of the theater experience. Both times that I went was just <laughs> insane. Um, and yeah, wow. I remember it. It wasn't until like the epilogue started the first time I watched it where I realized that my whole body had been tense for the past like 20 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, wait, I can, re- I can relax now type of thing. Um, and in, yeah, in really intense movies like this that are like realistic, I do this thing where I'm like, Oh man. Oh, <laughs> and like, like making that noise. And that, that happened probably 12 times in this movie. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, like I make yeah. those. And I'm, even in the theater, like, you know, quietly, Um, but man, yeah, I agree with you. It's intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's one of those, like, it's so close to being a perfect film in the way that like it, and it's in the films like mission or whatever, it like pulls it off almost perfectly to, to what it was trying to do. Um, and yeah, it was just, that's ah, so good. I am probably going to see it at least one more time in theaters. I've heard the 4DX. Have you heard of 4DX? No. It's like a, it's like the stuff at Disneyland where like sure. the chairs will shake or, or there's smoke. a smell that comes across or, or there's a smell. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I've heard from people that nine times out of 10, it's a gimmick and it does not work very well at all. Um, but in this one, it, is like it super adds to the experience and it's really cool. Um, the closest 40 X theater is in Seattle. So I doubt I'll, and it's probably like a $30 ticket. Um, so I probably won't watch it again, but I watched it in IMAX. And then yesterday I watched it in RPX. I, oh, that's awesome. I don't know which one I would prefer. 
because the IMAX obviously you get the the more screen um and like it's visually a little bit better but RPX the sound is just especially with the the like the the jets and it's just and the the sound of the flares popping the oh so cool yeah ah it sounded so good uh, yeah I I'd, I'd say if you're one of those people that has heard a lot of other people say, yeah, Top Gun Maverick was really, really good. You should all go see it. And you're like, eh, I think I'll just wait and watch it at home. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is the movie you need to see in the theater. Um, you need to just go see it. Yeah. And I knew it was something really special when I assumed it, this was going to happen at the, at the fan screening, but they, they, before the movie started, they did a, a little like snippet of what the premiere was. They did a premiere on the on an aircraft carrier for for the navy um and tom was like we did this for you thank you so much for all the stuff you provided for us and all you know all this it was like there's a lot of heart put into this um and to show that before a movie i think sends a message that like they they did put a lot of work into this to make the movie they wanted to make not just to make money and stuff yeah um, and then even when i i don't know if did was there a little message when you watched it before because there was yesterday for me again it wasn't that one but it was tom cruise saying hey thank you so much for yep yeah yeah it was about it, 25 times too loud <laughs> really yeah when tom cruise hey everyone we we're like oh shoot um because you know like previews are like a couple notches down below where the movie is this was mm-hmm. like literally 10 notches above that like it was like piercing your ears oh, and we were like dang. oh man i hope the movie's not like that and the movie started and it was fine i was like oh good it was just like that one <laughs> snippet was absolutely like like distorting the speakers loud it was like mm-hmm. oh tom be quiet <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to watch a movie tom yeah seriously um but yeah when they don't really do that and uh-uh. so when when the the star the producer of the film before the movie starts thanks you for coming to see the movie and appreciating what they do. It's like, okay, this, this is going to be good. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that, I'm that just was- so happy people are going back to theaters now. Um, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit on the show about our theaters going to come back at all. Um, mm-hmm. and if they are, is it just going to be like a shell of themselves? Um, it really just, you know, with multiverse of madness, with no way home, with movies like that, that are just bringing people back again. Um, Top Gun Maverick as well is like, okay, nope, theaters are back. Um, and yeah. so I'm so happy about that because um, mm-hmm. theater experience is so much fun. Um, shout out to Andrew and Mariah for getting Briar and I in for free. My wife nice. is two days past her due date, three days today past her due date. When you watch this or when you hear this, it'll be at least four days past her due date of our first uh, child. And so we were not going to go to the theater Plus, we're tight on money because we're having a child, and mm-hmm. so we were like, um, we we're like, yeah, we we I know I re- we both really wanted to see it, and we're like, yeah, I know we know that we shouldn't skip this theater experience, but it's like it costs a lot of money. I don't know if Briar can sit in the theater for three hours because she's nine months and a week pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and like just ready to pop at any moment, and so. But Andrew and Mariah were like, hey, you guys want to go out to dinner? And uh, we we have extra tickets for Top Gun Maverick. And I was like, um, Briar, we need to. And she was like, um, yes, we're going. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we went and saw it um, on Friday night. And so, yeah, it was it was so good. So thank you, Andrew and Mariah, for making us see it and uh, 
paying for us. And so that was super, super cool. Nice. Oh uh, man. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, man. I, if I didn't have so much stuff to do later today, I probably would go see it. Jordan's, <laughs> Jordan's going to see it in a bit or he's already there right now. Um, so awesome. Yeah. Um, well, there you have it, folks. That was that was Top Gun Maverick review. What are, brought- what are some other things that we're going to do? Have, are you, have you been watching Stranger Things? Yes, yeah. Did you I, watch the I, whole the whole first, first half? half? First half. So um, I haven't started any of it yet um, mm-hmm. because we, Briar and I were talking about, oh, should we watch Stranger Things 4 right now? And Josh and Julia, our roommates, walked in and were like, oh, hey, is this Stranger Things? And we were like, yeah, we were thinking about starting season four. And they're like, oh, we haven't seen it. We're like, you haven't seen any of it? They're like, no. We were like, sit down. So we mm-hmm. started to watch season season one. Um, and we watched season one in two sittings with them. Um, and we are now almost done with season two. And that was like a okay. week ago. And so we're, we're watching them all again. Um, Sweet. And so we're hoping to get to the point where the second half of season four comes out, like right when we're watching through it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it comes out July 1st. So, yeah. um, but that'll be fun. I think we should definitely do an episode on stranger things Four, um, or just the show as a whole. I know we've done one, two and three already. Um, that was a while ago. Um, did we do been, one, two or, or just three? I think we did one, two and three. Okay. Um, yep. I think we did like an episode by episode of three, but we kind of talked about, Right. Um, seasons one and two during it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely kind of bring that full circle and do a Stranger Things 4 um, chat review, spoiler talk um, stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ahead, or not ahead, uh, caught up on that too with all Dude, three episodes. Episode three. And, Holy smokes. Yeah, some good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Some, some really good stuff. I think, personally, I liked episode two the best so far. Okay. Um, even though... Episode three really does, spoiler alert, does Darth Vader justice. Say what you want. I saw a meme. Say what you want about Star Wars and about what they're doing, but they're really doing Darth Vader right. They yeah, really are. It's dark, They have man. not messed him up. Not once. Yeah. Whew. He still likes killing kids. Yeah, he does. Wow. Um, yikers. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those 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 are coming up uh, later. Um yeah, oh, I, yeah uh, Derek and Brock and I are also going to do a, I'm not sure when, uh, depends on baby stuff and, and schedules and whatnot, but Brock, Derek, and I are planning on doing a um, rating all of the Nolan films still. Oh, um, cool. And so we're, Brock just texted me the other day, I was like watching Insomnia for the first time um, and just kind of a few of his thoughts. And so, um, yeah, so we're, we're kind of excited for that as well, uh, but that's coming down the pike too cool 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 good stuff good stuff good yes um <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's it for for today i guess yeah uh this, this is uh scorcher and sunset is a signing off <laughs> sayonara talk to me goose <laughs> talk to me dad <laughs>